Hey, it's Scott Church, and this is my podcast. Scott Church, American Photographer. Brought to you by the Downtown Lounge. Lebanon's premier sports bar. Hope you enjoy the show. have a half an hour you were doing a podcast i need to do a podcast and you're sitting here and we're bullshitting about fucking editing so we'll bullshit about editing on the fucking podcast how about terrific how about that look man what i was trying to say is if you see something wrong with a picture if something's gonna bug you about the work that you're doing it's best just to get it done and put it out there and be proud of it if you have to change something, if you have to take something out, if you have to edit something, well, that's just all part of your fucking job. Nobody comes to a photographer at all anymore trying to look the way that they actually look. Yeah, that's true. The first thing that, that all of these fucking Instagram filters do and all of this stuff is, is it drastically changes the way that people look. And everybody loves it. Oh, you look so beautiful. You're so pretty. Oh, my God. It's like, well, oh, no, you don't look like that at all. You don't have fucking puppy dog ears and a tongue growing <laughs> out of your mouth. But it, you, they'll, they're going to get the same fucking compliments. If you're creating something that's yours, then just fucking create it and put your fucking name on it. Oh, that's what I'm, probably what I'm going to do. If people complain about it, don't do it again. <laughs> then it kind of plays onto that role of, of false advertisement, too. You know, oh, I am the king of fucking false advertising. Fuck yeah. that noise. Yes. <laughs> It's all about false advertising. Our entire job's about false advertising. Yeah. If you don't want to false advertise, be a fucking journalist. Go record things <laughs> as they actually happen. I am not a journalist. I am a glamour photographer. I make people look beautiful. And That's sometimes true. in order to do That's that, true. i got to change them a little bit. That's true. I'm not going to feel bad about it. I learned to do it when we were taking paint to the back of negatives. You know, little dots of paint to change this little spot on somebody's face. And to take it out of the print. Yeah. I was good at that. Now I just do it in Photoshop and I'm real fast. It takes two seconds, yeah. Yeah. Just that's all. It. That's all. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean look, you're you're going to get sometimes where people are gonna be a little bit more righteous about things and that they don't wanna change, you know, but you're gonna know what those people are gonna have a problem with in the first five minutes that you're working with. Well, sometimes I usually, I do often ask, like, is there an area that you want to focus on or something like that? And sometimes well, I do get that remark of, like... All right. You don't want to ever ask somebody what they think is wrong with them. Well, that's not what I mean. But that, what I start with is, like, is there something that you want to focus on or whatever, or, or specifically? And usually, they kind of backpedal themselves into telling me what's wrong with them. Like, okay. oh, I have this stretch mark over here, and I want you to fix that. I have these bags under my eyes, under, under this and this. And I'm like, okay, well, that's what I'm going to fix. And that's Here's the thing. You knew that before they told you. Not when always. You are, it's a new person. Sometimes. If it's a new sometimes. person. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, maybe Certain people maybe that I've worked with repeatedly, anything, yeah, of course. You know, yeah, that, that. But, but you can look at some. I look at, I look at people and say, okay, well, that's going to get fixed. Right, but I Photoshop it's... people on the street. Oh, I know. I, I, I do, man. I I mean, have, it's I it's a terrible thing. I, thing to say, but after doing this for as long as I have, you got ice cream 
Oh. Hi, Emily. We're on a podcast. She's Hi. got ice cream. <laughs> All right, then. Very nice. Look, man, I, I do. I'll, I'll sit right. here and, and, and I know. you know, walk watch as people walk past a good spot on the wall where it'll be easy to liquefy them and Photoshop them right here in my brain, and I'm just sitting on the couch not even looking at my computer. I know, but th there's there's the, the other thing is that some people are so bizarrely insecure about some little thing that I probably won't even, might not even notice until they point it out to me. Sometimes. And then I'm like, okay, now i got to fix it because they pointed it out. So it's, you know, it's and it could be something as little as like, oh, I have a, this little stretch mark on my thigh or something sure. like that. And it's actually, it does kind of make my job easier in that regard. It does. I mean, being able to read people, being able to see without them telling you comes with experience oh, but yeah. I mean it, it's it's not hard for me to figure out the things that are going to bug someone about themselves that's true I mean, and, and honestly some of the things that that bug me the most about myself are the first things that I'm going to change on somebody else well that's just your subconscious going of course it is yeah. I have big massive bags under my eyes that live there all the fucking time but you'll never see bags under anyone's eyes in any of my photos because it's something that I'm self-conscious about, so I fix that in everybody's pictures. That makes sense. I get that. But yeah, I do the same thing with people on, on the street in terms of the kind of fantasy word Photoshop kind of thing. Sure, it's, like, it's impossible not to. You just get so used to it. You spend so many hours looking at it, and you're just, mm -hmm. like, hey, I, I wish I could, you know, clone that out. and. Yeah. You got that scar under your eye. Let me get. Let me fix that for you. <laughs> and and look, there are there are very appropriate times where people's inconsistencies are the things that make them the most attractive. Well, sure. If you're you known know, for something, you know. If it's well, it's not even that. I mean, it, it's for me uh, in in real life, especially a face with personality is a face that isn't perfect. You know, and That's and, and something that that makes someone distinctive and beautiful is often a thing that someone else might consider different or ugly. Yeah. And, and I mean, maybe well, I have a different mindset with mold, things. Cindy Crawford and the Mole, kind of thing. Sure. Well, that's a perfect example of yeah. it. Cindy Crawford and the Mole. It, 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 it's, if you ever see pictures of her, of her where it's been taken out, she, it looks ridiculous. It doesn't look like her face yeah. anymore. Yeah. She's still incredibly beautiful, but it doesn't have that distinctive mark yeah, absolutely absolutely and that's a big deal and learning to be able to recognize those things is part of what we do yeah because a photograph isn't made up of what you take out it's what it's made up of what you, you left leave. in yeah. well if you took out the wrong thing that you should have left in well then the photograph isn't as good anymore that's very true you still but have if you to take leave. out the thing that's going to take away from it, well, then you're doing favors to the photograph. Then you're improving your work and you're making you're making the statement that you want to make. Or the client wants to make, too. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, but ultimately, whatever I'm doing for my client, I want to be proud of first. Well, that's if true. If I'm going yeah. to put my name on it, yeah. Yeah. I want it to be right. I want it to look good. Same year. Same year. I mean, if the client's happy with it, great. That's bonus. After I'm already happy with it. Yeah, I get that. 
And that happens when I push the shutter. If I don't like something the way that I'm shooting it, I'm gonna change the way that I'm shooting it until I like it. I'm editing while I'm shooting. I'm shooting it better while I'm shooting, so I have to do less editing. And that's if I don't like the way something works, I'm gonna fucking fix it before I push the shutter again. And that's, you know what, thanks to you, that's one of the things I've improved on in the last year. I've started. It's not necessary. I mean, maybe a little bit. I, I've helped you with that. But honestly, it's, it comes from practice. Well, yeah. And that's, well, that's kind of what's one of the Maybe I mean. thanks to me because you have a... A, a place to do it in. A place to do it in. You know, yeah. I mean, that's... That I'll, I'll, I'll take that, you know... Well, it, and, was, it was little things that you pointed out to me over sure. the Sure. That kind of helped me with that, too. But it, it, you have a very... Like, I, I've noticed that my number of exposures has gone down that's that's really important yeah the idea of just spraying and praying and oh, just yeah. shooting until Armor. maybe you get something good that that is that's not the way that this is that this, this should be done be. yeah you should be thinking about composing you should be thinking yeah. about exposure you should be thinking about all of the poor the important things but mostly you should be thinking about what you're actually trying to say and if you can tell a story in fewer words it's a better story yeah, I agree, and that's that's one of the things I still have, feel like I still have to work on is telling the story part. Like I can get, I'm starting to get a feel for where I can get a quality shot. Yeah. But telling the story behind the shot is a little bit. It's still an area that I can All improve right. on. Well, look, yes, and it's an area everybody can improve on, but it's not necessarily something that comes. The stories that you're trying to that you're trying to tell are already there. They're, they're whatever makes you want to take pictures in the first place. They're, they're, you're applying your own ideas, fantasies, thoughts, fetishes, everything that, that makes you see the world. Right. You're applying all of that to everything that you're taking pictures of. You're, you're telling that story. So, whether or not you realize it, the things that you're that you're representing are already telling stories to the people that are looking at them, because they're interpreting them through their own filter, through their own life, through their own experiences, and they're they're seeing something. But then it becomes their story. Of course it does. It was never going to be your story. Right, but I, I'm telling. I'm I'm good with the ice cream. Thank you, dear. That was very. <laughs> that was very good. That was perfect. But I'm all right. <laughs> Look, it was never going to be about my story. Right. Or uh, unless I'm going to stand next to the photograph all day long and explain to people, you well, know, why it happened. Let, let me ask you this. If okay. You, if you add more details to the story, doesn't do you not have more control of it then? Maybe. Because the more things you add to a photograph, the more things you're allowing people to connect with above and beyond your subject. That's a valid point. I could take them a different trajectory. Sure. Yeah. If I throw an antique phone into a shot, there are people that will love the shot because of the antique phone. You know? Yeah. Well, that isn't necessary. I'm not, I'm not trying to, to tell the story of Ma Bell. <laughs> I'm, 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 you know, this is supposed to be just an, an, an accent piece. It's, it's accentuating my subject. And if there are things in a photograph that do not help your photograph, they're hurting your photograph. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, it's so, so crowded. Try to control yeah. the narrative by adding, you know, two cigarettes in the ashtray and a and an empty clip in the corner. And is that a little bit of a shadow of a knife coming around? You know, you you can you can. The best stories are told with the least amount of words. When when you can make a point and make a statement and say exactly what you're trying to say in an instant connection then you've done good with a photograph Makes sense. then you've done something that that is very elusive to people trying to do this and so many people put so much into their work trying yeah. to make that connection that you can get with just a glance yeah. and the more that you try to control a setting above and beyond immediate composition you can actually lose control that way you can lose it yeah. and then you're going to miss the things that are really important the things that will really tell that story that breath that 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 moment you're going to miss that because you're trying to fill too much shit up and you're not paying attention to who you're working with. You're not paying attention to your subject because ultimately the subject tells the story above and beyond everything else. No, I just, well, I was paying attention while you were speaking, of course, but I was also thinking something else. When you try to tell a story too much, you're kind of, pushing the viewer away from having an emotional connection to the picture because you're guiding their uh, their perception of it. You're, you're guiding their... Uh, you're steering them... You may be steering them away from their own pre pre preconceived notions which could have emotional connections. Kind of. But the emotional connection is the thing that's going to keep them in the first place. Right, that's what, that, that's what that, I'm saying. You want that, to keep that. So right. the, 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 the most important thing has got to be the, the, the punch, but it's okay to complicate that too. As long as all of the things... Tie it together. Tie it together. I have a lot of photographs that, that you can look at for a very long time and see a lot of different things in in that work but all of it helps the narrative all of it look i love a good long book too i love a story that 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 i fall into and 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 get you know immersed by i just picked up again today the book that you lent me the helmut yeah. newton autobiography and it was it was I was right at the precipice of him losing everything I, I and ending you. up in Singapore, and yeah. and it's, that's where it it's, gets good. Yeah, it's you. so much of a better story oh, yeah. now right. than it was in his early life, and and I love that. Yeah, I you know, I was ready to give up on 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 the book and the idea of the book, you know, because I I really didn't want to, uh, I really didn't want to adversely affect my opinion of him. Mm. Because I love his work so much, right? And if his entire childhood was nothing but a, but but you know silver German spoon. patriarchy, silver spoon, right. you know, 
it 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 no. I w- it would have drastically changed my opinion of him. I I could see that, yeah. And then going further and where you know where World War Two and, and he loses everything and is completely displaced and his family is left penniless. Oh, it gets worse. Trust me. I'm I'm, 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 it gets, I'm. It gets it gets it gets but, like progressively worse. It's like a wave. It goes progressively worse and then it picks up again where he. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but he makes something of himself right. out of basically nothing, and that's where the real story is. Well, see, but now I'm past that emotional connection. Mm. And I'm diving into who this person actually really was, and I care. Right. You okay. know? I get your point. And the same thing happens with a photograph that's told not only well, but deep. Because the, the, a photograph can affect you immediately, but then everything else that went in, all of the things that are part of that, if it's done right, will only add to the story. And the further you look, the deeper you look, the farther you go into the narrative, the more you want to learn about it. And that's when you really truly love a piece of art. When you can look at it every day and see different things. When you can look at it every day and say, I'm seeing this completely differently today. That's a piece of art that you Does it always become abstract at that point? No. No. Because you're still getting that same emotion from the way that you always see it. But appreciating it in new ways, it adds to that feeling. Okay. I got you. I think I understand. Seeing something once for an instant on a telephone will never be the same as looking at that real thing in front of you. Oh, of course. And that's, you know, that's the one thing I kind of miss. I need to start doing this more and I'm going to galleries. Yeah. Including this one, but I mean, I'm here all the time and I encourage everyone to come out here. Art galleries, museums, historical societies, you know, just looking at something for real instead of just scrolling past it or at best reading about it. Yeah, I was, where was I? I was at the Met, I think about, I don't know, 12 years ago. I spent... I was there from ten in the morning until they closed, basically. Yeah. I just I didn't I didn't even realize it because I was just walking around looking at stuff and just thinking about what's in front of me. You know, you're not gonna get that experience with a phone or even a no, laptop of course not. because you're just you just don't care. You click onto the next thing and you just keep scrolling. What you get that live experience to life, whether it's painting, it's sculpture, whatever it is, you get that you know right in front of you and it's completely different. There's so much that's being lost to the fact that people just don't fully pay attention to anything anymore. It's all about instant gratification. Well, it, it's more it than is. that. It's I, more than that. It's it's instant gratification combined with abject laziness. The more simple you make something for someone, the less that they will do. Well, sure, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That, I, I kind of tie those in together. You know, it's, it's instant gratification and it's laziness because you have that instant gratification yeah. it's readily available to you you know you go on on you know you can but even you don't without, have to buy but, a helmet look, book you, you can just go look at his pictures it's not it's not 
really instant gratification because you're not really getting all of the gratification. But, they, the, but most, a lot of people don't know that. That's you're too lazy to really go there. But if you look at a picture of the Eiffel Tower, well, there it is. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I, I agree. So it's laziness combined with seemingly instant gratification. But it, it doesn't... Yeah. Nothing holds up to actually experience it yourself. Yet, yet, well, cause, shit, man, how deep is the Matrix? Oh, <laughs> uh, virtual reality or something. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. All right. My guest today was Kirk called Gavin. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. Nice. I am doing so much better. <laughs> so much yeah, better. You only know me for three years, two years. Uh, I'm, I'm, it takes me a while. I'm, I'm, I'm bad with that. All right. Anyway, that's it. Thanks, Kirk. Yep.